the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Friday, September the 11th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. On September 11, 2001, yeah, we all remember that, nearly 3,000 people were killed as 19 Al-Qaeda hijackers seized control of four jetliners, sending two of the planes into New York's World Trade Center buildings, one to, into the Pentagon, and one, uh, the fourth one into a field in western Pennsylvania. The reason the one crashed in the field in western Pennsylvania was because some of the heroic passengers on board had figured out what was happening. They seized control, took it away from the pilot, the Al-Qaeda guy, and crashed it into a field so that the plane with them in it wouldn't crash somewhere else and kill more people. This morning, just a few moments ago, President Trump was at that place in the field in western Pennsylvania, remembering 9-11. He spoke, shared a few words, talked about America, talked about courage. But all that happened today, September 11, 2001. Today in 1777, during the American Revolution, forces under George Washington, General George Washington, they were defeated by the British at the Battle of Brandywine. But they didn't quit. They kept fighting. Today in 1789, Alexander Hamilton was appointed the first U.S. Secretary of the Treasury. Today in 1936, Boulder Dam, now called Hoover Dam, it began operation. President Franklin D. Roosevelt pressed a key in Washington to start the to signal the startup of the dam's first hydroelectric generator. Today, in 1941, groundbreaking took place for the Pentagon. Today, in 2007, a new Osama bin Laden videotape was released on the sixth anniversary of 9/11. In it, Osama bin Laden's voice is heard commemorating one of the suicide hijackers by name, calling on young Muslims to follow his example by martyring themselves in similar attacks. Today in 2012, an organized mob, Associated Press is calling that event this morning. They're talking about it because it happened today in 2012. They're calling it kind of a random group of angry people suggesting that they didn't really know what they were doing. They just happened to attack U.S. diplomatic outpost and a CIA annex in Benghazi, Libya. We have learned over the years, painfully so, that Susan Rice, Hillary Clinton, and others in government lied to the American people repeatedly, particularly Susan Rice. She repeatedly went on the air on national television, mainline, mainstream news, so-called news organizations, and lied to the American public again and again and again. She wanted to be 
Joe Biden's vice presidential nominee. She almost was, but he chose someone else, as you know, Kamala Harris. But Hillary Clinton sat smugly in the shadows while that played out, as that lie was perpetrated till it wore itself out. And finally and painfully, as I said, we've learned what really happened there. They first blamed a guy, a Muslim guy, or, or an anti-Muslim guy in California, made some homemade video and put it out on the Internet. They said, oh, it was his fault. So they, they threw the guy in jail. He had nothing to do with it. It was organized terrorism against America. And the Secretary of State and Susan Rice simply did not act on behalf of America, probably out of ignorance, but in any case, they did not act. Ten years ago today, speaking at the Pentagon, President Barack Obama appealed to the nation to honor the memory of September 11 victims by hewing to the values of diversity and tolerance. So if you will become a diversity person and tolerance by the way the left by the way the left defines tolerance today you'll be honoring those whose lives were lost well you know i've seen a lot from the left in recent years particularly since i started doing this program but even before that and that's been several years now a number of years but even before that, we started publishing a blog some back in 2004 and putting it out there, and it's growing over time and goes out to thousands of people now. But all during that time, I've really paid attention to the news, and I always have throughout my lifetime because I was very interested in it, particularly as a pastor because I used what was happening in the news in my sermons a lot. They were biblical sermons about what the Bible says, but we mentioned as needed what was going on in our culture, much like we do on this program, except I talk a little bit more about what's going on in the in the culture than if I was preaching in the pulpit in the church. But I paid attention to what was happening in the news. I don't claim to understand it all, but we do pay a lot of attention to it. And I've never seen a time quite like this, and I, I will tell you that I have come to the conclusion that it is very difficult to get a grasp on how the progressive, the so-called elite progressive, enlightened mind works. They just simply, they appear to have lost contact with reality. And they just create this little bubble that goes from one experience to the other. And anything that has happened around that their experience or prior to that we call history is meaningless. It's just in the moment in the sense that, well, whatever I think right now, it's true. Because I think it, or I believe it, or I'm acting on it. It, it, takes, it takes a degree of delusion that I think most of us <clears throat> probably ha haven't come to. Maybe we're just not smart enough to grasp that. I don't know. Maybe I'm not elite enough to understand how the, what, what the process is of the far left progressive, the elite, the enlightened, but they carry on, I will tell you. Oh, they carry on. <clears throat> we see some of the results in what happens in our culture. Some of them are long delayed from actions taken in the past. Some are more current. <clears throat> but I will tell you, we're walking through some very difficult times now in our country. 
There are a variety of reasons for that, I'm sure, but certainly <clears throat> part of that is the policies of the left. I was reminded of a verse that I've read on this program before. I've read, as a pastor, I've read to myself, just in personal Bible reading. It's in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. I want to talk to you a little bit about the flames and scorching. I got a note just a few minutes ago. was was handed to me. We got it at our office. It's... It's um, It says, Gary is from Yakima, and this person supports the ministry regularly. It says, Gary, I used to be against term limits. There are a few good ones in Congress, but very few, in, in parentheses. I now believe politicians, like baby diapers, should be changed regularly for the same reason. Really appreciate your dedication. God bless you. Well, thank you so much. I agree with that. There are a few good ones, but boy, term limits would sure solve a lot of problems. But I doubt that that would happen because it would have to pass by the very people who would be limited in their terms. And for the reason that we would like to see term limits, for that reason alone, they would not want to see term limits put in place. So it's a very difficult thing to achieve. But I agree. And by the way, thank you for your support. Got this note from... Uh, a woman in uh, Spokane. Uh, she said, standing with you, God bless you every day. And then she asked this question in a note that she sent along with a donation. She said, do you know of any churches in Spokane, Washington, that I might go to that sing the old songs that we grew up on? My my quick answer is no, I, I really don't, but I, I don't live in Spokane, but there aren't many churches that do that, but I'm sure there are some. So, you know, maybe I don't want to get into a, you know, kind of a, kind of a, a, some kind of a social media platform here. But if you know a church in Spokane that sings the old hymns and so on, this person is looking for that church. You let me know. I'll pass it along to this person. And like I said, don't send me a bunch of letters asking me to check out things because that obviously wouldn't work on the format of this program but if you know of a church in Spokane I mean I'll pass it along I will we'll send her a note I will or the office will send her a note and tell her where it is so let us know and thank you for your support we need it as I said these are troubling times I read a article yesterday it said that charities are running 40 percent off budget behind budget generally and that includes a lot of different kinds of organizations, for sure. But these are just difficult times for everyone. And I want to thank you for standing with us. We, um, you know, I didn't know how this would go. I, we, we just, we don't draw from reserves. I mean, we're just month to month with this ministry. And there are those of you who stand with us. And there is a growing number of people who are standing with us. Thank you so much. Particularly, we, we're seeing new contributors in Seattle as since we've gone on in Seattle on 8:20 a.m. and um, I want to thank you for that as well because we couldn't have stayed on had you not stepped up and we're asking and believing and praying for more of you to step up and help us but everywhere that you hear this program 
it's on and you're hearing it because you or someone like you is supporting it. So if you're not, may I encourage you to do so. Please do. If you believe what we're doing is of value. If you don't, then don't support it. But our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399-98009. Or you can go to faithandfreedom.us. And that'll be our website. It'll be whatever I'm, I wrote for that particular day, like today. You'll see up at the top, right under the Capitol Dome, you'll see a couple of tabs, and one of them says Donate. Just click on that, and you're in. So you can do it. It's easy. And, uh, again, thank you so much. We need your support. Associated Press put out an article this morning. It says, Raging fires in the Pacific Northwest have fueled a barrage of false information this week as unsubstantiated social media posts blamed coordinated groups of arsonists from both the far left and the far right for setting the blazes. Officials turned to Facebook on Wednesday and Thursday, that would be yesterday and the day before, to squash competing narratives. Well, I'll pause there. They did. In fact, so much so that before I saw this Associated Press release this morning, I had gathered as much because I noticed that local news people, and I watch them in various markets, not only the markets here in the Northwest where we're on, but other places as well. And I had noticed a pattern developing. You see that pattern often. The pattern is that the local people, whether it's a small market or a large market, whether it's New York or or whether it's, you know, uh, Washtuckna. That's only for those of you in eastern Washington, but I know where that is. But anyway, regardless of the size of the market, they were all saying the same thing. They were basically very animated, and not some of them not very skilled, but very animated. And they were saying, this is not a part of Antifa. This is not. Do not believe this. These are false rumors that are going out. And that, they were so in denial about it, I thought, man, they, they really don't want you to think it's anybody other than Mother Nature that's starting all these fires. So I paid attention to it. Well, as I said, Associated Press came out this morning with this, and I will continue. They said that officials have turned to Facebook and that, well, they've also given a, some talking points to the local TV stations. A Douglas County Sheriff's Office in Oregon says, remember when we said to follow official sources only? Well, when we said rumors make this very difficult, uh, an incident to, to even harder and, and so on, they're quoting, they quote him. I heard several different uh, TV market people talking about him, smaller markets talking about him. Nancy Pelosi, <clears throat> she's in the game, and she put out, a post, or she told MSNBC, and they posted it on social media. Um, but Nancy Pelosi says this morning, Mother Earth is angry. <laughs> She's telling us with hurricanes on the Gulf Coast, fires in the West, whatever it is, the climate crisis is real and has an impact. Well, that's code for you better pass Ocasio-Cortez's New Green Deal or Bernie Sanders or wh whoever owns it now. You better pass that or we're all going to be in play. It's the same message that Al Gore was giving a number of years ago because it, it concerns people. It scares them. It frightens them, and they know that. So that's what they're doing. Associated Press says, as fires heavily damaged the small organ towns of Phoenix and Talent, the Medford Police Department posted on Facebook that officers had not arrested anyone affiliated with the Proud Boys or Antifa. 
which is short for anti-fascist, Associated Press says. Medford police say they've debunked a fake graphic spreading online that uses their department's logo and a photo from an unrelated 2018 arrest to falsely claim that five Proud Boys have been arrested for arson. The Associated Press says it's not yet clear how the fires began, but officials say high winds and dry dry conditions made them worse in a region whose cool, wet climate has historically protected it from intense fire activity. Governor Kate Brown, Oregon Governor Kate Brown, said the state could see the greatest loss of life and property from wildfires in its history. So all of this is wrapped around the idea that... um, uh, nobody's starting these fires, particularly anybody in an, any organized way. But there is another story out there that's worth telling, and it's not just people who aren't paying attention and people who are uninformed. I spent some time looking into this before this Associated Press article was released today. I was looking into it yesterday because of what I said. I was hearing these local people talk about it, and I thought, man, they're really fired up about this, wanting to be sure that you believe the way they want you to about how these fires are starting. So I looked into it. First off, I was aware that Governor Inslee had been addressing this issue. He's in Spokane this week and a couple of other places. So Governor Inslee, let me start with that. Let me just share some things with you. I, I don't, I mean, I don't know all of the firemen and the police and all that. I mean, I don't have all their records and things, but I did do some drilling in and I found something that's a little beyond what Associated Press is saying this morning. Governor Inslee, of course, predictably so, he's claiming that we're under attack from climate change. So he and Nancy are on the same page, not surprisingly, that Mother Earth is angry and we are under attack by climate change. That leaves you with the impression that, that Mother Earth is kind of a living organism that has feelings and emotions and will react and punish you if you do the wrong thing. That is a part of gayism and it's a part of, 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 of ancient mysticism that the Earth is actually a living a being or a living uh, person. And it has feelings and emotions and responses and so on because the reason they these people believe that, I don't know about Inslee and Pelosi, I all they know is they just believe in, you know, being in political office. And uh, Governor Inslee thought he could win, you know, the presidency by running on a single item that was climate change. And that did not go well. As you know, he was out before he was in practically. But nonetheless, uh, Pelosi is, is on that wagon. A lot of people are. Most of them are. Bernie Sanders, Ocasio-Cortez, that whole group. But anyway, a part of that is that the earth is a living organism and that th- they, they need to believe that because they believe that we were not created, certainly by God, but we were not created, but we evolved from, you know, slime and we crawled up on the bank. I mean, literally, I'm not overstating. And so they have to believe that somewhere, somehow, life was breathed into the human race. And so what they have adopted, they don't talk about it unless they have to, but it's embedded in all of the curriculum that your children are taught and mine and my grandchildren are taught in public education. Whether it's kindergarten or university, it doesn't matter. It's all there. And the whole idea that we evolved is based on the fact that somehow Mother Earth sort of breathed into this cell that became us, human beings, life. And Mother Earth then has to be a living creature 
in order to reproduce or to create life itself. That's that's the short comment on that. There's volumes written about it, as you may, probably know. If not, you should just be aware of the fact that this is a part of all of the teaching of evolution, which is now taught as fact, not a theory. But among the leaders of the climate change crusade is none other than Mr. Inslee. Washington State Patrol, though, they're taking real action. <laughs> and they're finding people that are actually starting these fires. And it's not Mother Earth, amazingly. And, and it isn't whom they think it might be. Governor Inslee says we're not living in the old Washington, he said this week. He visited Spokane earlier this week, as I said, to observe and declare a state of emergency for about 20 counties in Washington State. That released much-needed resources for those that are most affected by the fires, and many have been. That's a good thing. In his emergency proclamation, though, Inslee noted that the hot and windy weather conditions, he said, our forests and wildlands are under attack from climate change. There's no question that this year's fire season is devastating for all of us here in the Northwest and through California and elsewhere, but mostly on the West Coast. It's on fire. But it was disappointing, not surprising, but disappointing to see Governor Inslee seize the moment to promote his radical views regarding climate change. That doesn't help the people whose house just burned down somewhere in rural Washington or elsewhere. But he had to get that in because that's what it's really about in his mind. I'm not judging him. I'm just observing a long history. The News Tribune quoted the governor saying, we're living in a world, a new world. This is not the old Washington. And I wondered, what, is that, what does he mean by that? He said, a fire that you might have seen that was going to be okay over time is not okay anymore because the conditions are so dry and are so hot because the climate has changed. Some of the perils of this new Washington Apparently will be relentless wildfire season. It's only going to get worse. The end is near with no hope unless we shut down life as we know it. Kind of like this coronavirus. Remember back in March, they told us if we would just lock ourselves up for two weeks, we could flatten the curve and everything would be fine. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time, but I think this is part of that as far as the thinking goes. Other perils of this new Washington apparently includes residents becoming willing to do things differently. Those are his words, not mine. He said, we've got to change our ways. We've got to think differently. The far left, the elitists, say we've got to reimagine America. <laughs> Does that include embracing this far left Democrat party position on radical climate change? I don't know. If it does, it means shutting down everything in life that we know. Energy, fossil fuels, jobs lost, millions of jobs lost. I mean, honestly. And it will bankrupt the country by all accounts. And if so, we wonder if this new climate change Washington will begin arresting people who burn and break things like buildings and personal property every night in Seattle and elsewhere. I mean, if we're really going to get tough on this and get real, are they? No, that, that's different. That's covered under the First Amendment. They get to protest. It's peacefully protest. I don't mean to sound cynical, but I mean, let's get real. That's what's going on in our, in our country and out here in the West. 
most law enforcement people are saying that many of the fires we're experiencing are human-caused. But they've got this talking point out there now, and they found some some police, the guy in Douglas County, Oregon, and other places that are saying, well, we're sick and tired of all these, these stories that are out there. And, and there probably are made-up stories. But, boy, there's a thread of truth that runs through this. And, again, I'm not... I, I'm just trying to get to the truth. I don't really care which side of this we fall on, except I don't really believe that climate change is what they say it is. The climate has always changed. And I've talked about that on this program. It is always in change and flux because that's the way God created it. This idea that man is somehow driving this these fires, I mean, they always wait for July and August to really put this stuff out there. Now Gore does the same thing. Then he goes to the Southern Hemisphere in our wintertime and tells his story down there when they're at 90 and 100 degrees. That's what they do. But most law enforcement people are saying that many of the fires are really being purposely started. Not all, but a good number of them are. Washington State Patrol arrested a man starting fires in Puyallup area just this week. He was out there with a lighter starting fires. And they caught him. They asked him, what are you doing? He said, I'm looking for my camera. <laughs> I don't know how to connect that, but that's what he said. Yeah, this trooper, Ryan Burke, uh, Washington State Patrol, he put out a, um, a text, or a, I think it was a tweet. A tweet. He said, uh, joint team effort, WSP, Fife PD, and Puyallup PD just arrested a 36-year-old Puyallup resident. He was caught in the median on SR-167, starting fire. He's currently on his way to jail. Good job, everybody. I don't think he's Mother Earth. I really don't. He's a guy that may or may not be connected to others that are doing this to just create chaos and destruction. Q13 TV said the man claimed to be looking for a camera but that he had lost, but he was also carrying, carrying a cigarette lighter in his hand, not in his pocket. Law Enforcement Today, it's a publication that's put out by police officers and police-associated people. They have a headline that says, West Coast wildfires may be coordinated and planned. They're reporting that Christine Camello, 36, was arrested after allegedly starting multiple fires in Spokane on Monday. Spokane police officer Mahondro says that while arresting Camelo, he spotted another fire a few blocks away. It was next to an old oil drum that was would have exploded. They believe that she also was involved in starting that fire. Federal law enforcement source told law enforcement uh, today, yesterday, that feds are looking into whether these cases are linked together, and they warn that they may there may be more of these kinds of attacks. They said we are reacting to a coordinated series of attempts to start fires anywhere and everywhere in Oregon, public and private lands, incorporated and unincorporated areas. By all indications, so far in the preliminary stages of these investigations, they have found it to be appearing to be coordinated by somebody. They say, please take this information as an advisory for your own account and welfare, and please act in good faith. Due diligence to plan accordingly for your own safety. They're telling the community and they're telling the police officers and the fire guys. Law enforcement today says there are current concerns and allegations that many of these people have started fires may be related to Antifa, and they confirm that investigations are underway to that effect. 
So why are these people, these politicians, and now the news people who are their lackeys, are why are they out there trying to run ahead of this and change the perception of what might become known as real? Why are they doing this? It's because they have a very different worldview than the believer, the conservative. 